Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. If you want to get the most out of your training, out of the time that you're spending on the bike, I would really recommend that you finish the ride duration that you have planned. You and your training buddy have taken time to put together a calendar and you're looking at the big picture, not only the the micro, the workouts, but the big picture. How many hours are you going to do this block, this month, this period during the race calendar, this year? And it's important that you try to follow that without self-sabotaging yourself. What am I talking about here? If you come back from a two-hour ride and it says an hour and 52 minutes, myself included, when I first look, I'm like, ah, got my two-hour ride in. It's close. Dude, it's only eight minutes. It's close enough, right? The issue that I have with this is that it creates a really bad habit. Then you're always just looking at one hour and 50 minutes as two hours. And I'm not even going to say 10 minutes. I'm going to say you skip eight minutes of a weekday workout. If you're doing a 12-hour week, there are definitely athletes who have hit us up for the file power file analysis. It's a free service that we offer. And I'll say, how many hours do you ride during the week? You will be surprised how many times the hours that athletes say they train versus what they actually train is very different. Sorry, I shouldn't say very different. It's different. It's not for everybody's not this way, obviously, but a lot of. You know, I kind of group athletes in my head sometimes as there's like the eight to nine hour group, then there's like the 11 to 12 hour group, and then there's like the 14 to 15 hour group. I'm obviously making bins that don't include every hour, but there's ranges of training, right? And within those ranges, there's certain levels that I think you can get to. I'm not saying that a eight hour a week person can't become a cat one, but in your progression and how fast somebody wants to get better, the amount that you train definitely matters. But there are people that will say 12 hours a week and they're doing 10 and a half. And there is a very big difference in that. And Brendan, it's only an hour and a half. We're going to highlight that in this podcast of how eight minutes of training can make a big difference. Maybe not in the micro, but in the macro it does. And habits are very powerful. There are books simply on creating powerful and strong habits. Just in the same manner, they want you to strip away bad habits. So Joey goes out on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for two-hour rides. He also, his long ride is three hours in the weekend, so he's doing three hours on Saturday and Sunday. So that's six hours during the week, and he's doing six hours on the weekend. Easy math, 12-hour weeks. 
But knowing that it's Joey, he comes back at an hour and 52 minutes during the week. Now, sure, it's not going to be eight minutes off every day, but for simplicity of math and a podcast, you know, he could come back eight minutes, 10 minutes and 14 minutes or eight minutes and make up some time the next day, whatever. I'm trying to highlight here just how simple, small, bad habits can make a big deal. Eight minutes a day during the week. That's 24 minutes. He just lost almost half an hour of training. Half an hour is a lot when you're only training eight, 10, 12 hours a week. Half an hour is a lot, even if you're training 20 hours a week. Because the problem is if you can make 152 seem like two in your head when you're it's on the weekend and you go do your long ride and you get back to your neighborhood a little bit early and it says 240 and you're like, ah, it's only 20, it's close enough. I did I rode over two hours. This is good. You do that twice, that's 40 minutes. You've now hacked an hour off of your training time. And you think you did 12 hours, you actually did just under 11. That's over 8% less in training. 8% in a sport where we are all very close to our competition, no matter what category you are in. If somebody said, hey, just finish your ride, you're gonna get an 8% boost in performance possibly. Wouldn't you take that? You're already on the bike. The eight minutes to continue the workout versus the eight minutes that you save in life. Now, granted, if you're rushing home for something, eight minutes might actually help in real life. Most days, though, you've got the time. You've made the time. This is what you've committed to. Finish the ride. That 8% boost matters. And now someone's going to say, well, Brendan, on the weekend, I came home at two hours and 40 minutes. But the next day, I rode three hours and 20 minutes. Does that even out? I would say yes and no, because usually when people make these compromises, they're a little bit bigger. It's like, hey, you should go do a four-hour ride. and like, well, I did a three-hour ride, then I'm going to do a five-hour ride. I don't believe that's the same. Total volume, yes, but the more quote-unquote long rides that you can do, I really think the more, and this is probably more talking to count one, twos, and threes, the more four-hour rides you can do, the better off you are because that you can manage you know, don't just start going to do four hour rides. But what I'm trying to say here is that the aerobic adaptations, the what, you know, if you look back in some of the early training books, the interconversion of fast twitch to slow twitch muscle fibers is going to happen more often longer in the ride. So, or later in the day in the ride. So if you go out and you do a three hour ride, you're not going to get as much benefit as a four hour ride. And it's not like you can't just bake the cake for half the time at, at a higher temp. Saying that I'm going to do the three-hour ride and then the five-hour ride, the five-hour ride is going to make up for the three-hour ride. I don't think it does that. The other issue then is the five-hour ride is much more fatiguing. So what does that do to the next workout in a couple of days? Hey, as we always say, there's a lot of dials to turn here in training. And having your training buddy and talking about this, that's an important thing. So... What is the goal here? What is the takeaway? If you have planned to do two hours, freaking do two hours. Just get it done. And then if you have, you get back and you still have 15 more minutes, ride 15 more minutes. Your two-hour bike ride that is put in training peaks, go for 215. I don't care who your coach is. If you ride for 215 as opposed to two, I will almost bet that they will not be upset with you. Because you're going to be able to manage 15 more minutes. And think about this. If you get 15 more minutes in, now you're not Joey, but you're Jane. And Jane does 215 three times. She's just increased 45 minutes. 
all of a sudden you're like, wait, maybe I can train a little bit more. These two hour and 15 minute rides aren't taxing me more. They're not taking away from my work or my family more. I'm already out on the bike. What's really the difference between two and 215? That's going to be huge. Now you're getting closer to 13 hours instead of 12, or maybe you're getting closer to nine instead of eight. A little bit more training, increase the volume, have more fun on the bike. It's a great thing. Eight minutes. It's a very powerful eight minutes. Eight minutes of endurance makes a difference. Good luck with your training this week. If you need help, hit us up. That's what we're here to do. And to have great conversations in training. And lastly, the longer format interview podcasts are going to be coming back. I actually reached out to an athlete that many people have spoken to or who have spoken about his first podcast. It was really beneficial. We talked about going in the dojo and creating your own dojo for training. It was one of... You know, I really enjoyed this conversation with Sally, and I'll say who it is. It's Stephen Bassett. And I enjoy, I really enjoyed doing the interviews. They are a lot more work than it would appear. I think what one thing I'm going to try and do to make these more manageable is just have them as podcasts as opposed to the YouTube videos. The YouTube crew is pretty tough. They're always asking for chapters, and they're asking for this and that. And it's like... It just became overwhelming and I started to not enjoy doing them and I really want to bring that back. I think there's just so much to offer. And I think my other issue was, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but I'm going to. <laughs> Actually, I want to tell you this thought process because I'm open to hearing your suggestions and recommendations and I'd ask that you make them in the Discord so other people can chime in if they find this useful. Um the questions I felt like started to become a little too formulaic because I was mostly worried about bringing value to the listener. How can we extract as much value from these pro riders and experienced riders as possible for the listener? And in doing that, I think I overlooked the value that is brought about just by what I would naturally ask them. So I reached out to Steven and said, man, People have brought up your podcast a lot. I loved it. I would love to catch up with you on a podcast as if we had just bumped into each other at a coffee shop and I was literally catching up with you. Like, what would I be interested in? I'm really curious about how his racing has been going. I'm interested about what he's been doing for training. I'm interested, interested when is he coming back to the US. I'm interested about like how are his goals, just like some personal things and have him share some insights and as opposed to, I hope I never was like drilling people with questions on training, but I was really trying to peel back as many layers as possible within one hour. And while that's effective, I don't think that's a great long-term strategy. And I think that I just want to have a different type of conversation that I still think will bring a lot of value to the listener. That's my number one goal. Every time I post a podcast, I think, why am I posting this? What do I hope that they can maybe take from it? And usually it's just something that somebody has passed along to me that has helped me get better at cycling, training, recovery, strategy, tactics, like one of the 8 billion things that goes into being a cyclist. So I don't know. Hopefully it's effective. Uh, and last thing, I appreciate people that are sharing the podcast. I think we're up to like 1,100 unique listeners on an episode. We're still super small just trying to keep the momentum going and really try to help as many cyclists enjoy this sport. Uh, similar to the podcast yesterday, 
so many cyclists start to get better and then they start to get like they start button up against the tough stuff like finding ways they plateau a little bit or they get to a tough category and people give up you know in europe people are endurance athletes their whole life and in the u.s i more see athletes that call it quits like they feel like it's got to be all or none like they're racing every p1 race or they're racing none it's like man maybe you just need to like recalibrate why you're doing some of these races and i'm going on a tangent here but um i think it's important to understand why you're having fun with the sport and where you think it's improving your life and just as i'm saying eight minutes matters if you were training 16 hours a week doesn't mean you can't go down and train 12 hours a week you know i'm looking at my own race calendar for in the future i I, i'm not gonna be doing 20 hours a week every week all the time because you know i'm working on some other things that i hope we have some more i don't know do i want to get into this now some more like touch points in europe and try and go spend some time over there and do some big rides and some different types of shows and it's going to take me maybe away from racing for a little bit i don't know they're just ideas that i've had in talking to other cyclists about things that we want to do with evoke like what's next what's the big picture how can we help more people love this sport so don't feel like changing up your training is a bad thing and this should be a podcast in its own but don't feel like you know i'm trying to tell you don't skip those eight minutes but if you need more time to do other things in your life then skip the eight minutes and maybe just adjust your goals so i don't know maybe this podcast in itself is how these new interviews will go just a little bit more free-flowing and less worrying about extracting the best things because i think the athletes will bring the best gems to the table on their own or so i hope sometimes i start talking to people and they're very nervous or they're like a brick wall and it's like we we need those questions to get them talking so we'll see i guess that's my job as the interviewer to find out the best ways within the moment to get the best information for you if you have any tips, tricks, or things you want to hear from me, always post them in the suggestions tab in Discord. Don't be shy. The community there is incredible. We have over 400 people there now, and I'm excited to see that grow, and hopefully it includes you. If it doesn't, please join the Discord. We want you there. We want to hear your voice. It's really cool to see new names pop up, and ask any question ask every question the question that you are thinking someone else is too nervous to ask so be bold and i wish you the best of luck with your training the end